0: Welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the 250th special episode here, talking a little bit about what has all gone on here with this Faith and Science Podcast. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this, and I'm excited that we've made it to this point. It's been a journey. It's been a long journey, and I think now as we kind of are approaching that 250 straight episodes, as we are approaching 5 years quickly of what's going on i think it's time for me to kind of sit down and talk with you a little bit about what has this last 5 years nearly been like and what has all gone on what has happened all behind the scenes and if you know me personally there might be bits and pieces of this whole story you know there's other bits and pieces that I probably haven't really publicly shared with a lot of people. And I think it's kind of time to talk about some of this stuff and just kind of explain a little bit of what this podcast has meant to me, what some of the initial ideas were, and then kind of also give us a little bit of where are we trying to go with this podcast in the future. So let's dig into this. And I think where we have to start is a little over six months before the podcast ever launched. So I always figure in my head it's about June of 2017, I was working a dead-end job, and one of the perks, few perks that I had with that job is I could at least listen with one earbud or something like that to some different topics, and I would go through different podcast so the how I built this podcast if you listen to a lot of like kind of my introductions and different things some of that's from how I built this another one's from raw talk which is a photography podcast I would listen to I was listening to a lot of those types of things, and that was inspiring a lot of what was going on. But what was special about June of 2017 is I remember listening for whatever reason. I decided to type into YouTube Faith and Science Debate and listen to a Richard Dawkins debate on faith and science. And the thing that was so frustrating to me was how there was no conclusion. It was very open-ended because it's a debate. It isn't supposed to be giving concrete, this is the way it is, or this isn't the way that it is. And so in doing that, it was hard for me in a lot of ways. It was like, there should be more here. There should be more depth to what we're doing than what we are. And so in doing that, I started to ponder things. And the church that I was growing up in and had spent time in at that point was a small rural congregation that in a lot of regards, even though I was 25, I was one of the younger people there. And so I knew with the area that I was in, there was a lot of Lutheran churches. I happened to know a lot of different pastors, and in doing that, I was able to then be able to have some discussions with them, and I don't know if I've ever publicly said this. My mother went to seminary, but was never ordained, and so in my household, we had always just talked about faith a lot, and so when I got to this point, then I started to ask pastors on, like, why weren't they not talking about science in the pulpit? And the two different di- directions they would go was either one that didn't feel qualified, and there was one who had worked in the scientific field before, and her comment was, I don't feel I can stay on the cutting edge. For me, going back, and I've, I've said this before, I was a biology major in college. And so when I got to evolution and diversity in my freshman year of college, yes, that was very difficult for me spiritually, and it was one of those things where my faith meant a lot, and I could see science working in the world, and I enjoyed it a lot, and so for me, it was basically a point of, I have to figure this out. I have to figure out how this is going to work together, and I've kind of dug into some of these different theories and things that I have that have helped me with some of those different issues, and again, that's something if we're ever needing to dig into further, I would love to go into But that's kind of where my resolve had kind of settled. So, yes, we kind of talked about in June listening to the first podcast and then through that summer meeting with a couple different pastors and kind of talking to them and discussing things. And for me, again, growing up in that area where there was a lot of churches around and especially for me, just a lot of similar denominations and such, It then forced me to be thinking about, is there ways that we can diversify this church to save it? Essentially, the idea that we're all going through the same text and there really isn't that much difference between us. But what if we had where different churches were focusing on different topics, specializing, par se, and then figuring out ways that we could come together? All around this time, my job was not going well and ended up over a series of events. I was basically set up to fire, get fired and I did. And so I got fired then in November of 2017. And my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife, was graduating from college the next month. And I had already graduated from college and I just didn't feel like there was a lot of ways in which my life was going well in certain ways and so I was kind of just in a weird funk and to begin with and I distinctly remember going to a Rhett and Link show a live show in Minneapolis right around my birthday which is early December And it's kind of funny because now they've kind of come out and had their whole faith story and how they've kind of walked away from the faith. And I've listened to those and it's kind of interesting because they reference science and I can actually see kind of the points where we split and where I kept the faith and they kind of walked away from it. But that's another story for another day. But it was at that point I decided that I wanted to get skin in the game and I bought a Blue Yeti microphone to figure out how I was going to do this podcast. I remember then deciding and thinking about and figuring out how the heck was I going to do this and talking with my high school biology teacher, uh, Brian Collins, who has been a huge mentor in my life multiple different times. We've talked about faith and science multiple times together. And in doing that, I distinctly remember having a meal with him and it would have been mid-December and talking about how I was scared to enter the faith and science arena. And his comment was basically, you're younger than everybody else, so thus you have more time. And so that gives you an advantage to figure this all out. And for me, that was a huge, inspiring moment to move forward with this. And I released the first podcast then uh, December 30th. 2017 for the week of January 7th, 2018. And we went from there. Early on, I went to a couple different conventions. I went to Winter Convocation at Luther Seminary, and I distinctly remember running across one of the professors or somebody talking again with faith and science stuff and kind of laying out what I was doing and you know I was a few weeks in so I was super excited and asked me how often I was putting out my stuff I said weekly and the look on his face said everything he just the look on his face kind of said you poor little innocent boy you have no idea what you're getting yourself into I kept going But this is where, for me, it's the part of the story where it's hard for me in certain ways to go back to that first year and listen to some of them. Like I talk to people in person about, there's a lot of hidden messages within the podcast. And a lot of times I can somewhat decode a lot of what was said going back now. There's times where I can tell I'm in disagreements with my sibling or with my folks or different things that are going on. There's times where I could tell at that point that I was phrasing things in certain ways and there's still times I do. I phrase things in certain ways that's for a specific person to hear and it's helpful that way. As I look at then what happened over the first six plus months then of the podcast, there was a lot going on. I was unemployed as I kind of stated and job prospects were not going well. I was having a very difficult time with it, and the one thing I felt that I could do was this podcast, and so I threw everything I had into it, and again, also, those first six months podcasts, yes, they're rough around the edges, but I also see my enthusiasm, and as I've listened back to some, there's a lot of really good stuff that still is actually in those two, but as I've reflected now, getting nearly five years away from that, it probably... Was I probably was dealing with depression and it was probably the one thing that was really helping me was having this microphone to be able to talk about the text, talk about something I was excited about and do it in a way that I felt that it was something positive and something productive for society. In a lot of ways, I didn't feel like I could do that in my day-to-day life, but I could sit down and I could record this podcast, I could edit it, and I could put it out there. And that was something that was good for the world. However small that world was, however small and few people heard it, it was something. And so it's a story and it's a part of the story that it's taken time for me to even recognize that... In certain ways, this podcast probably helped save me in a lot of ways. <laughs> I really don't know where I would be without it. I, And partly, I almost say like it kind of saved my life in certain ways that it gave me something to cling on to when I felt like, yes, I had my family, I was living with my parents at that time, but it gave me something to hold on to, to cling on to. And I went to a Faith and Science for Youth Workers Convention around May of 2018 and made the proclamation. I distinctly remember saying I would never become a youth worker, and not even six months later, I was hired to work at a church in Bemidji, Minnesota, is where I'm currently, working in now Children's Youth and Family Ministry that's been expanded over the last year to work with them and yet then I make time to continue to do this because I feel like this is really important. I've, I've had questions before talking about do I script things out? Not really. There's been one ever thing that I've ever scripted out and that was if you go back to the introduction message that I did introducing the podcast, that I distinctly remember typing out. And that's where we get the closing statement. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science. And that was just something that I came up with as I was typing it. And it just felt good. And I distinctly remember even going down and showing my mom. And she's like, yeah, that's, that's good. Like, keep that. And I've had people ask me about it. And I just have to say that's God-inspired, purely. That has to be God-inspired. Otherwise, a lot of the processes is just looking at the text, thinking about the text, trying to find themes, trying to find ideas, running through ideas. A lot of my week, yes, I have some leisure time, but as you can kind of see, a lot of my links usually are YouTube. I'm a very audio learner. And for me, then, there is different, like SciShow. I use them a lot in referencing stuff and going through stuff. I do use Working Creature. I do use Vanderbilt's Divinity Library. I use that stuff because it helps in what I'm trying to produce and do this. So other changes that we did, if you look at especially the first probably two years at least, if not three, it was so much Working Preacher. That's why I kept plugging Working Preacher. I would use them for the texts. And then they changed how they were doing their texts. And that's when I started plugging Vanderbilt also, because I really do like how Vanderbilt lays out things. And if you have noticed right around that time, then I would also start adding in the alternative psalm because Vanderbilt has it there. And I just found it as an additional resource. And I wanted to make this as useful as possible for people. And so that's what I was kind of wanting to do. One of the things that I was really adamant my first year for the most part, and then I kind of slipped, especially once I started working, you know, nine months into the podcast, was I used to be very adamant. I wanted to have the podcast out the Monday before the Sunday at noon central time. And obviously that's kind of slipped. And it's something that I'm trying to figure out what is the best day for me just within my schedule to be able to get it so it gets released, and I realize I want to get it out far enough in advance so that people can use it, not only pastors and lay workers, but one of the things that, again, I think has been one of the biggest surprises for me is how much laity, just general people within the church want to hear this conversation and want to think about it, and I should have known that from the beginning, but it's one of those things you overlook and some of the best compliments and biggest surprises are people who I don't know or they'll admit in their email they don't always listen but they are always there to support and trust me I read them I enjoy them I try shouting you guys out in certain ways it really does mean a lot to me when I get those messages especially now that I can see the statistics and how many people are listening and I know this isn't the biggest podcast ever the reach isn't huge. And there's things where i reflecting and looking myself in the mirror. There's ways that I hold back the podcast myself, but it's things that I want to try opening up a little bit more. But before we get to that point, one of the other big changes that came in, I was probably working at first for probably about a year. So it would have been early, probably late in year two, early year three, I started going to tech studies and and they typically, at least the one I'm at, meet on Tuesdays. So that's kind of, again, partially where I got pushed a little bit to put it out a little bit later. It's really fun to be, for me to be able to hear some true theologians, people who have studied this stuff more and have more depth and knowledge and hear them wrestling with things. But then they really appreciate me coming in from a very different standpoint. I'm, I read these texts and my brain is constantly trying to think of how is there a face in science tie in? And that's just how my brain works now, especially having done it for nearly getting close to five years. Your brain just starts to automatically chart to trigger and, and you know, sometimes it's amazing. That's where I would plug Working Preacher podcast, especially the first year. There was a lot of times where I would get a word or a phrase and suddenly bang that shoots my brain in some direction and okay, yep, 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 yep. Boom, I have a podcast. You know, there's other times where it's okay. Yep, yep, yep. I have a there's an idea here I need to research and look into some of this stuff more. And so that's a lot of the processing and why in a lot of ways there isn't necessarily a scripting. It's a lot of times me feeling comfortable enough to be able to carry on a conversation about it. And it's very odd doing podcasting and again this is kind of a weird aside, but it's different than preaching. Because preaching, and I guess now somewhat pastors have an idea, it was kind of something funny with the pandemic where the pastors that I had at the church were kind of talking about it's really weird not having audience reaction when you're preaching. And I'm like, I know all about that. I've been doing it for years. It's very difficult and weird to sit and just talk to a microphone and have this conversation and try to make it in a conversational like style to make it feel like there is something that you have to give, but also leaving enough space to have questions and have correspondence. And so that's one of the things that's really unique about this and something that I've tried and and I hope it comes across decently well. Let's see some of the other history things. If you go back, it's about April of 2018 is when we opened up the initial Twitter account, which then became the question of the week. I figured it was an easy way to get people to engage and something to have conversation back and forth. And trust me, when you're speaking and you don't know how many people are listening on the other end, those comments and responses you get back are absolutely huge. And it is pretty amazing when I've looked at the metrics and how far across the globe and things I have been able to reach, even though we're a very, very, very small podcast. It's really quite amazing. There's been a lot that's changed in my life While recording this podcast, like I stated, I started at my parents. I moved to Bemidji. I was in an apartment. I've gotten married. I've moved from that apartment into a home. Uh, I've had to figure out when I did a road trip to go and get married. It was pre-recording. If I remember right, three podcasts ahead to be able to make sure that everything was getting released on time for that and have an extra one so that my wife and I would have time to get back. And. Yes, my wife, Sarah, is very tolerant of me with this, and she's amazing. She deserves a shout-out in and of herself. She's been there literally since the beginning, hearing back the first podcast and giving me constructive criticism and now living with me and being married to me doing this crazy thing. And I know there's times it's frustrating, hon, but I really appreciate all the support you've given me through all this. And trust me, I don't know if I could do it without you. And there's a lot of people that have helped. There's people who, and they somewhat know who they are, who are very reliable about sending comments in and responding to questions, and that's super helpful. And I really appreciate it. It really helps me keep going, when especially there's times where it gets difficult. It's been fun being able to go through the Revised Common Lectionary and keep going through it. I remember one pastor saying, you probably have a better handle on the Revised Common Lectionary than most because I'm doing it every week and not taking a week off. And having the questions, like I've stated before in the podcast, where I'm not necessarily looking ahead to the next week. Very rarely do I look ahead to the next week, but it's amazing how often the questions lead into the next week that's a God thing. I think it's also credit to the people who are writing up the lectionary initially that it flows really well. And I've become more and more of a fan of the lectionary the longer I've gone. And it's beautiful. There is a beauty to what's there. And so I really enjoy that. Yeah. So some of the behind the scenes, what other things have we adjusted? I Sourcing, you know, constantly looking for different science resources and opening up to that and trying to think creatively with that and trying to get different things. And especially now having tech study, you get a little bit more of a theologian standpoint in there also, which I think is also pretty good. It's kind of gives it a unique feel, I feel like. One of the other arbitrary things I've just decided is I always try keeping my podcast episodes under a half an hour, and there's a lot of manipulation and different things that I'll do to make sure that they're right around that, if at most. So that's something, and I just feel that's appropriate. It's, you know, pastors are busy, people within the church are busy, but just people are busy in general. And if I can go through and summarize the text and then kind of here's an idea, here's a thought or two on potentially a science tie-in, that's, for me, I think that's kind of the point and get people thinking about the text in a different way. And I just distinctly remember, shout out to Krista, uh, she knows who she is, on giving the suggestion of kind of summarizing the text. If you go back to the very, very beginning, I used to just dive into the text (laughs) and it was a little awkward, but we slowly figured it out. And it's one of those things where it it takes you about 50 episodes or so to kind of get a a flavor. I felt like for me, you know, you do it week after week, you start getting a flavor. We've done some cool things. I mean, I've recorded episodes and I've only recorded in a couple states, but I've edited in multiple. (laughs) I've edited on the road. I've been all over this country doing edits or pre-record and then go and edit somewhere else. So that's kind of fun. That's one of the ways that I make sure it's under a half hour. It's a lot of times me, it's me thinking through the idea. It's me then recording the idea. It's me then sitting back listening to the whole thing and taking it down and making it to that point and getting out the ums and getting out the long pauses and stuff to value your time and try making it still feel organic and a conversation while trying to live within my time constraints that I arbitrarily put on myself are little mistakes that I make here and there make sure that those get edited out or a train of thought that doesn't really go anywhere so what other things have we had there I haven't really officially said it in the podcast and if you're sitting down and listening to this I feel like you're a very loyal listener there is a Facebook group and I've been kind of clowning around with it there's I don't think there's really anybody there basically what I and I got to double check again basically what I'm wanting to get on there is making sure that it's posting the question of the week every week making sure that the episodes are going up but my kind of dream with it is I would love to be able to have a community where when people are having different scientific stories or whatever that we post them there or different faith and science stories that we post them there to kind of continue that conversation a little bit over there and kind of build out some community I long term here, I am hoping to kind of get that a little bit more organized for kind of Facebook and Instagram. We'll see. I don't think I do really good on TikTok with just my style, but I'm kind of looking at those three social media platforms, keeping on Twitter and Facebook and then Instagram. If anybody has any other ideas with that, feel free to shoot me a message on that I think you I guess one of the other things that changed after 3 years if you were a really loyal listener at the beginning that was my personal email that I sent that out with for the podcast and it was after year 3 I made a email just for the Faith and Science podcast and so that's partially was because I was running out of Google Drive space and it was at that point it was kind of starting to try to let's transfer this onto a platform, And I use Podbean for putting on my stuff. That's why you get the link every week for Podbean. I put it there. And so you get the whole back catalog there, but then also having some people still get a kind of a reminder email. And if that's something you would want to do, the email for the podcast is the Faith in science podcast at gmail.com. So having that email reminder kind of sending that out and eventually I kind of would love to have where there's a subscribe to so people can get that also if that's the way they prefer. And you can see from the link at least then there's a kind of a small website that we have. I hopefully I want to kind of flesh that out eventually at some point also and what are the goals i think kind of like i stated earlier at the beginning some of the ideas and what i initially had with this podcast are to figure out ways for churches especially when we're looking at the church as a whole that there's a lot of churches and they're shrinking in size ways to be able to differentiate congregations and getting people to just think about faith in a different way and long term and i'll say this but i have no idea when this stuff is going to happen There's at least two more podcasts that I would like to do that still deal with faith and science. I would love to figure out a way that with my work and everything and not burn myself out to expand this to the narrative lectionary at some point also. So still do the revised common, but also add the narrative, which would only be one reading a week and figure that out. I think that'd be kind of a fun. That's a four year cycle. And it's only nine months of the year, if I'm remembering correctly. I'm not as familiar with narrative, but I think it would be kind of fun. The other one is something that I've thought about for literally whew, all but maybe the first six months of the podcast. And it's something that I've even talked to people. And sadly, there's a couple people that I've initially talked to that are no longer with us about this idea. I really would like to do an interview podcast, maybe like once a quarter. And have that interview podcast be people who are in the science field or people who were in the science field and talking about kind of their faith journey with it. How did it work within work and life? Were they able to see God in their science career and what they were doing? I think it's just, again, kind of making faith in science more real. And kind of digging into that a little bit further. And I think that'd be a lot of fun to dig into. There's a couple people I've talked to and I would really like to do that conversation with. It's one of the things that I would potentially put part of that a little bit behind Patreon or something along those lines. Or maybe have like patrons get first access. It's not something that I have at this point. I've done this whole podcast completely out of pocket for free. And I would love to at some point be able to make this where there's at least something coming in at some point, but I don't feel we're at that point yet still. And still building. I need to get more consistent on figuring out when is our release day, what time's our release day, to be able to kind of be able to do something like that. But that's one of the ideas that I have. I there's a lot of kind of crazy stretch goals and ideas that I have where just to even give an a rough idea without leaking everything where you have potentially a media company with it. So you could have video and photo and you know, do you have the company where you're dealing with other social justice issues, women's issues, again, to be able to diversify and have multiple different things. And then you could build out curriculum and who knows, but some of that also feels at moments like far reaching and it's fun to dream about. It's fun to think about, but it's also, I realize this podcast is still very important and very valuable. And that also means that you got to kind of stay where we're at and figure out how to grow this bigger than where it is right now. So that's kind of been my thought on where that is. I'm trying to think of other, well, I guess one of the things I guess my wife kind of brought up, how do I record this? So like I stated, I use a Blue Yeti, and then I have a pop filter on the front. I have in front of me a small foam shield, and I've kind of modified this setup, and this is kind of where I'm at now. I have a monitor up in f- straight in front of me, and when I'm recording a podcast, I always have the text, and if there's any additional like sourcing on the internet or something like that, it's always straight in front of me. Then I have my laptop off to one of the sides the last year plus. It's been off to my left, and that's where I'll have the – I record an Audacity. It's a free – recording audio recording platform i have that off to my left partially so that i can kind of see roughly how long things have been and then i can mentally kind of do okay i've had a couple long pauses so we're probably in this ballpark or okay you are at this point you probably need to figure out some way to wrap it up behind me is They are like clothing racks, like cheap ones that have blankets on them to kind of help absorb sound. So if there's anything bouncing off the wall, that that gets absorbed by them. One of the things that I find super cool, for me at least, is the blankets behind me. Basically every episode has been, one of them is a quilt that my grandmother from my mom's side made. One is an Afghan that's made from my grandmother from my dad's side of the family. And for the last a little over three years now, there was a very close family friend who was a grandfather like figure for me. And I got one of his blankets and then made sure that one was behind me also. So for me, a lot of important people in my life, people who have helped me walk in the faith are. Physically and metaphorically behind me every week making sure to help me A shout out to my high school band teacher Adam Beaver I think I have done every single podcast on the throne you gave me for high school graduation And yes I still gig with this throne too I'm a percussionist and drum set player Yes I still gig with this but I think I've recorded every single podcast And if it hasn't been it's only been a handful that I haven't been sitting on that So and then I have a wireless mouse to be able to kind of do all of this. I have a pair of cans so I can kind of monitor my sound levels. So yeah, it's kind of a ragtag setup. I know my wife at some point would love it to be a little bit more professional and just a little bit nicer looking than just blankets on a rack. But there's something I like about it. Something just kind of mundane that I enjoy, and eventually I probably will. But. It's been nice to kind of know metaphorically that I have powerhouses in my faith walk behind me. In fact, I think there's even been at times a blanket that my mother made for me as an infant that's been behind me also. So, again, probably more than you were initially thinking, but that's just kind of what I was thinking with this podcast, kind of giving you some behind the scenes. I'm excited as we are getting quickly approaching year five of this podcast. And I think for me, it's then what are some of the goals? I think some of the goals is to make some tangible, more tangible goals. I really do want to expand this podcast. I really do believe there is some good content that is being put out. I do believe that this is a conversation that needs to continue to happen. I will say the initial reason on why I did this, I have heard conversations with where I am now that are very similar to what I was hearing almost five years ago, and it just kind of reconfirms to me this is so needed within church just in general right now, that we need to be able to look creatively, think creatively, talk creatively about these things to be able to diversify our understanding of faith and not necessarily as competition, but to be able to see it as ways to connect with people at different levels and then use that as ways to bring churches together also. So like the idea in my head was, okay, you have some church talking faith and science. You have some church maybe talking women's rights, one maybe talking more social rights. And then every quarter, every couple months, every month they get together and you talk about what you've been talking about in church. And I think there's a beauty to that where you're Bringing the broader church together in some ways for communities and so that you're not separating, but you're saying we each have different skill sets. And for me, one of my favorite passages is 1 Corinthians 12 and talking about the body and I think in a lot of ways that kind of flexes that the church can be these huge bodies also and why can't we be have certain churches that are the eye and certain ones that are the foot certain ones that are the ears certain ones that are hands I think sometimes that might mean specializing in the different topics too and what we're preaching what we're talking about and I think that's an interesting and just different way and I guess that's just how my mind still looks at some of these opportunities i still see eventually i would love like i stated briefly i would love to get where there's a photo and video component of this podcast but we're not there yet and it might take a little while and you know like i stated i'm not making anything off of this this is just a one man band a one man's passion and a wife who is very tolerant (laughs) but i will say There is so much I've learned by doing this, and it's forced me to grow. It's forced me to tackle difficult texts. It's forced me to think critically and look at things critically and challenge my own faith in good ways, to test and retest and test again (laughs) what I believe and who I believe in and solidifying that. The image that I always felt with when I was a kid was, at times, it felt like faith in science. You were going out on a cliff like in Roadrunner and Wildy e. Coyote where there was nothing underneath it. And what I was hoping that this podcast would do is to show that, no, there are – it's not just two-by-fours. There's actually a cliff underneath you that's supporting this and that it's holding you up and it—you know, and it's very strong. And to kind of continue to give that support that, no, you're not crazy to say that faith and science can work together. And as I've talked about, you know, the faith is more important. The faith has to come first for the science to be able to work. You can't work it the other way. There's just things that just don't work. The faith has to come first. And again, this podcast isn't necessarily here to be a convincing podcaster to convert. This podcast is here to provide information, to get people to think critically to help prepare pastors, help prepare church leaders, help prepare people in the congregation for what they're going to be hearing on Sunday mornings. I distinctly remember having conversations with pastors where, you know, in a dream world where I'm getting this out earlier in the week, it is super cool because essentially it can make it so that church is more than once a week, that they are hearing the text and thinking about it and walking in semi-prepared to what they're going to hear on Sunday and that's cool that's a way that the church then can grow and strengthen itself in a major way and help provide a legacy of what the church will be moving forward so i'm still excited about this yes there are days where i get beat up and tired and yes there are weeks that are very difficult to find a science tie-in but it's still awesome it's still exciting. It's still fun. And as long as that's the case, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep rolling. And I would love for this to grow. I would love for this to be a bigger discussion point within the church, something that we are talking about regularly. And especially if you just listened to the last episode, I think like climate is a big thing that is in our face. And if we continue to ignore science in the pulpit, it makes this faith seem more and more unrelatable. It makes it feel more and more like we're out of touch. And I don't believe that. I believe that we really are. It's just that we have to have the confidence to be able to talk about it. And that's what's hard. And that also means that we need to make sure that we have the resources for people to be able to do that. And that doesn't mean something quarterly or monthly. That means We need to be able to give the meat and potatoes to people on a week-to-week basis. If we preach and talk about you know social justice and human issues and all these things week-to-week, why can't we be talking about science issues week-to-week and how that relates with our faith? If our faith is transcendent into our day-to-day lives, I think that's an important part of it. And so that's partially why I have done this. And I still feel it's very important. So as I sit here a couple months short of beginning year five, to think we've gone through Mark twice, we've gone through Luke twice, let's go through Matthew twice. You know, let's continue this train. Let's do this. And there's things that I've said here today that I've never publicly put out. And partially I'm doing it so that people can, can encourage, can beat my feet to the fire a little bit, but I think it's one of these things, too, where let's make sure we're talking about this. Let's share this. Let's talk about this. And, you know, there's dreams in my head that, I, again, there's points where I almost am scared to say them because it, I would love in the long term scheme of things to figure out some way where a major part of my job is talking about this stuff. A Major part of my job is working with this stuff. I think that's fun. I think it's exciting and it's something that it keeps you on the cutting edge because science doesn't stop and faith shouldn't stop either. You know, let's push and figure out how far we can take this, because I think the further we dig into it, the more and more we'll find God's already there and that's exciting. I just also want to thank everyone. I want to thank people for hanging in there with me, watching me grow, watching me change, watching me evolve figure this thing out more and more. I hope to get more and more feedback. I'd love to hear that. I'd love to hear what you're thinking with this stuff. It's crazy to think about that in certain ways that I've gotten comfortable putting out in the public someone talking about faith and science, even though in my heart of hearts this shouldn't be that controversial of an issue, but yet I know for a lot of people it is, and it's a hard issue. And it's kind of fun to think that that's where we're at. And I just want to thank you for listening, taking along, hearing my crazy ramblings, realizing that this is touching corners of the globe that I never thought it would. And maybe eventually we can get this even further. But it's crazy to think about. Let me pull that up here quick. I know I need to be kind of wrapping this up pretty quick here. So one of the cool things with how we've done this is that I can take a look at the metrics and like see reach, see how many people are listening. So I look week to week, I take a look at like, okay, like we've talked about, I've been inconsistent with what day I drop it and I can look, okay, this podcast is doing better than this one or different things of that nature. But what's really interesting to me is going to like the overview. So as I'm recording this, it's early on the 13th of October, 2022. Shout out to my sister. If you listen to this, happy birthday. So like right now, when I look at my download source since the beginning of October, a little over 25% have come from Amazon Music. We have 33% coming from Other, which I'm guessing a lot of that's going to be Podbean, 8% Google Podcasts, 20% from Google Chrome, and Alexa-enabled devices, 6%, 6%, Apple, 10%. So I find that really interesting. But if I go like where in the world have I had this? So if I go like the last 24 months, where I've gotten listens, of course, over 85% United States, Russia, Canada, India, Germany, United Kingdom, Argentina, Austria, Brazil, France, Guam, Indonesia, Mexico, New Zealand, the Philippines, Togo, and... Then there are 23 listens that are unknown, which just is crazy to me that we've been able to touch corners of the globe that I don't know if I'll ever be able to get to. This last week, we also crossed 1,000 all-time downloads, which I know isn't crazy. That probably gives you an idea of how many people are actually listening to this, but it's still super fun to know that people are even listening to me talk about this stuff and look at this stuff and think about this stuff. So yeah, as I've kind of talked about there, I would love to figure out some way eventually to open up a Patreon and do some things with that. I haven't totally figured that out. If you look back, I guess I could also mention, if you look back right about the time we went online, I changed the logo. There was an initial logo that I used to send out every week in the old podcast. And now there's an updated logo and I've always thought about, you know, do I eventually need to do something with that? Kind of have some progression of logos, but you know, there's a lot of crazy little background things, you know, pre-recording podcasts. Here's one story. We'll kind of wrap this up with this story. So when I was getting married in September of 2020, I needed to record three weeks ahead. And if you listen even to those podcasts around that time, there's times where I was talking about that I I think I eventually even said I'm having to pre-record these because of my wedding. And so obviously then I'm recording them and having to respond to myself with questions that I know no one's heard because I haven't even published this yet. What was crazier about that is I think I did it over like a three-night period. So it was literally going back, listening to what was the question that I had last week that I was, or yesterday that I posed, find that, write that down. Okay, what is my thought now, one day later, and respond to it as if I've had time to reflect on it. So there's a lot of weirdness to this. It's one of those things where... When you're doing a weekly podcast, you never get away from it. You're constantly, you're never more than seven days away from another podcast, just in general, you, unless you pre-record. And part of the reason that I don't like pre-recording is I don't want to get so far ahead that it becomes unrelatable. And I'm not going to call out podcasts, but there's been certain podcasts that I've listened to where I can tell that they're not recording it anywhere near the time that they're releasing it. And what happens is the relatability, especially with faith and science and just current events comes in. It becomes less relatable the further away from it that you get. So that's where for me, like the furthest I have ever gotten was when I was getting married and that was three weeks. And other than that, (sighs) two weeks, maybe... I mean, it's been most of the time it's week of that's, you know, the stuff a lot of times, most of the time that they're being released, it's that I finished editing and I click, you know, publish and there we go. And that's what we're doing. So, you know, it's the process typically also that, okay, you do your research, you, you then prepare to record. I record and then I usually like having it if I can sit for a day because otherwise it's just, it's very monotonous because I've thought about it, I've recorded it, and then I need to listen to myself talking about it. I'm not that intelligent that I need to hear myself three, four times go through the the stuff. I need some time in between if I can. One of the things I've gotten to is at least, thank goodness, and this this week I'll have to do it again too. I will usually now edit at least at one point seven five, if not two X, or one and a half at least. So. I'm listening to it at a faster tempo now than I used to, and it helps. It speeds up the editing process. But again, editing is a lot of dead air, a lot of trains of thought that don't go anywhere, mistakes in wording, cleaning up if I misspoke that I'm catching it and replacing it with something else. So it's process. There's been a few times I've had to go back and to record maybe a phrase or a section of scripture or phrase of what I'm saying to... Get a better recording of it, but that's just life. That's kind of how this rolls at times, and we'll see how long this ends up being. (laughs) Like right now, as I'm looking at it, I'm approaching almost 55 minutes. I highly doubt that by the time this is edited, it's going to be that long. I think it'll be a little bit less than that, but I think that basically covers a lot of what I was wanting to say. I gave a little bit of the future, I gave some of the history of the background. I want to thank the listeners. I want to thank family and friends who have supported me in this. This podcast, like I've said, has kind of saved my life in certain ways. It saved me from probably deeper depression than I maybe already was. And, and I think in certain ways potentially did save my life. But those comments and responses back are so powerful. Even if you don't feel like it's saying much, it's so big. I get so excited by them because it's it's so amazing to know that someone is tuning in and listening to you and and getting to the point where I am at in the podcast that I'm getting to the question, which means they listen to most of the whole thing. And then that they're moved enough to say something and say that this got me to think about this or that. And that's really cool. That's really powerful and inspiring. And it's amazing how the days where I'm down and out or the weeks where it's just, uh, this is getting to be a burden getting an email like that is rocket fuel just that i have to do this for so and so now and just know that that they mean so much to me and that's where i do try to summarize or lightly at least give hints to whose emails and responses are getting into what we're talking about and so i want to thank you and then even if you haven't ever emailed or tweeted or responded just I appreciate you tuning in I appreciate that type of support and I really hope that we can continue to do this together and as we're closing in on about an hour of actual raw talk here We'll see what the edit is, I will go through and do some touch-ups to my voice and do some compression so that we can get some more even audio file and audio noise across the whole thing as much as we can, and clean up some of these gaps just to value your time. This one is definitely going to be over a half hour, but I just wanted to sit down and say thank you, and we've made it to a pretty big accomplishment. and. Uh, Thank you. And so, we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science. And I'll see you next week.